Okay, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's dream preview for Scottish Open Week at the Renaissance Club in North Berwick across the pond. My name is Will Doctor, alongside James Ledbetter. Nice to have you aboard as we bring you the latest as far as PGA Tour handicapping is concerned. We're going to give you one pick from each category today as we keep it light before the huge card next week for the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Uh, order of play will be matchups to place a winner, horses, uh, predictions, lineups, and leave you off with a best bet. Uh, exciting week ahead at the Renaissance Club in Scotland. Led? Yeah, Doc, you know, we talked about it. We were maybe thinking about taking a week off to uh, to prep extra for next week's uh, British Open, but we looked at the field. You got 14 of the top 15 players in the world teamed up this week, and we felt like we had to how to put something on it. Um, this is the first time this event has been co-sanctioned between the PGA and DP World Tour. Uh, all hands on deck uh, <laughs> situation yeah. here. Yeah, again. But, uh, yeah, you, you're going to have the top 75 from the PGA Tour, top 75 from the DP World Tour. A couple sponsors exem- exemptions uh, you know, trickled in there. But, uh, Doc, here's a little trivia question for you. Who is leading the DP World Tour points list? Who would you guess? Is it Zalatoris? It is Zalatoris. Great, great job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I heard that. I heard that little snippet this weekend somewhere on TV. Otherwise, I would not have known. But it's it's interesting how it works, right? Because like Morikawa won the Order of Merit last year, and he played like six or seven events over there. Yeah. So obviously, the two runner-up finishes that Zalatoris had in the majors are weighted pretty heavily. But yeah, obviously, um, you know, we've heard the news about how they're going to partner into this. Uh, is it partnering into a new tour where like the uh, it's just one points list kind of thing, or is it just, they're going to work together to have a schedule where you could play both and then have the DP world tour final versus the FedEx cup final. So it's not like everybody's going to try to win the FedEx cup. No, no. So basically it's a, it's a partnership where, so number one weeks like this, you know, Euro tour players that I guess don't qualify for the Scottish will come here. Um, and kind of vice versa. And then the other huge part of this um, is that the PGA Tour is going to put 40, 40% more uh, money into European tour production. So like all the marketing, oh, yeah. the media, it's just like, you know, the, the purses Euro- as well. The purses as well. Yes, yes. Because you sometimes know, you'll see like the Austrian Open and it's like they're playing for like 200 grand. You know well, the, yeah, the Euro Tour is, is losing their ass, right? So the, yeah. the tour kind of, I mean, I know... Uh, 100% it was reaction to the, the live threat, but another, you know, we've heard the last three years, you know, the, the European tour has just not been doing as well. Um, so, um, yeah, that partnership is, it's a lot of money being put into, you know, marketing media, um, the, you know, how everyone is perceiving the European tour. So that's that. Gotcha. So getting into the Renaissance club, it's a 7,293 yard par 71 has four par four, sorry, four par fives and five par threes. Um, it is like a modern Scottish links golf course. Um, it's designed by Tom Doak. Uh, I don't know much about him as a course designer, but after looking at the photos and stuff, they got a couple of holes on the coast. Um, you know, mother nature obviously kind of dictates how those, uh, how those links courses normally, uh, you know, perform right if we get no wind all sun, sunshine we might have 25 under wind if we get the uh the gale force winds and the rains and the you know stuff we normally expect uh this time of year 
Um, you know, we could have even single digits uh, win this week. Uh, the greens type, you know, we talked about Bermuda. We talked about Bent. We talked about Poe. This is fescue. Uh, I don't have much information on how that plays, but the one thing I do know is they are pretty slow greens. Um, you know, links courses in general have to have the greens pretty slow because a lot of the times they have a lot of slope. So if you get those 20, 30 mile an hour winds and if, you know, if you have them rolling like uh, Augusta, you know, a, a Augusta wind could have your ball just roll off the green. And we've seen that before, maybe in US Opens when they, you know, hashtag lose the course. But uh, <laughs> this week they don't want any, you know, St. Andrews even. I remember a couple, I don't know if it was last British Open, the British Open before that. They had to pause the round because literally, the, you know, the ball's like oscillating on the green. Um, so in an effort to stop that from happening, most of the times they don't really have the greens rolling much faster than tens. And if they're really expecting some really high wins, they might have them at an eight or a nine. So, you know, it's going to be a huge adjustment, especially guys coming over from John Deere where those greens look like they were running, you know, 12, you know, 12.5 plus uh, to now come over to, uh, you know, Scotland and, you, know, you have a seven foot putt and you got to hit it like you're hitting a 20 footer last week. It's definitely an adjustment. You know, some guys will make that in a putter change, maybe add some weight to uh, the putter they had, but um, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, you know, even with the slow greens, it's kind of like green. You might have a perfectly straight putt, but if you got a 20 mile an hour wind gusting off the right, you could potentially have to play that thing outside the hole. So um, there are guys that, uh, you know, have done well in the past, you know, thankfully, a lot of the stats and stuff, we can look at guys who do perform well in windy conditions. Um, and yeah, just looking at the wind, it's almost like Europe's version of green, because a lot of times they're not gonna have green on the greens, but you're gonna have to be playing, uh, you know, accounting for Mother Nature with, you know, every shot you play in general. Uh, like I said, if we get no wind this week, we could see 20 plus under winning. If you get a ton of wind, you know, maybe that 10 under number could be a good starting point. But um yeah, the course for the most part gives you some room off the tee. If you do miss the fairway, you're going to find yourself in brutal spots like we see with most links courses. You know, let's just get that thing back into the fairway. Uh, they've held three previous Scottish Opens here. Average winning score of 17 under par. So like we said, they've had a 22 under par winner and they've had an 11 under winner. So um, just, you know, some other things similar to the John Deere, the top three non-exempt finishers will get into the British Open. So um, you know, a lot of guys looking for a last minute chance to uh, punch their ticket, especially St. Andrews. It, it means a little bit more than, uh, you know, going off to Royal St. George's or something. Um, but yeah, you know, stuff we'll look at, stats we'll look at, you know, guys that putt well on slow greens, driving distance, I think is going to be big this week. Um, you know, just given the fact that when the conditions get crazy, it's just nice to have 20 yards on everyone. Uh, you know, depending on how the course plays, if it, uh, firms up a little bit. I think it lends itself to, um, you know, potentially the, uh, shorter hitters who might like a Poulter or someone like that, who could get a little more run out of a, of a, of a tee shot. But, um, yeah, having said that, I think, you know, things that we always look for strokes gain approach guys who have played well in this golf course and, uh, guys who have, uh, have been playing well as of late, you know, with the four par fives, reach pull, uh, part four, I think, uh, having distance, uh, definitely isn't going to hurt, but doc, do you have anything, uh, more to really add to that? No, I, I think it's uh it's a place that players enjoy coming back every year. Podrick Harrington was, was very involved, um, uh, with the course design, the setup, um, there's been some changes that they've made over the years with his help, um, tightening up the landing areas a little bit. It's, 
I know, I know, led that when we looked at the at the weather for this week, uh, should expect you know, um, you know, obviously heavy winds and then some rain late. Um, but in, in years, you know, the the scores have been pretty low due to a lack of wind. Um, you know, there's um, it's unusually calm around this area. That's what that's what Doak says. Um, but you know, if 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 wind hits it kind of heats its, it kind of reaches its potential pretty much just like every other link scores. Right. And a lot of it is, I think wave will be important because I was looking at the weather and it's, wow, that's right. It's wave season. We're across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. But just, we don't have to deal that uh, with that on the live tour, but uh, that's another argument. (laughs) But uh, in terms of the good point, in in terms of the fact that, uh, you know, you're sometimes I was looking at it. First of all, the weather, it doesn't matter where you are. That stuff is obviously always subject to change, but I saw, you know, some scenarios where it's 18 mile an hour winds in the morning and then it's three miles an hour in the afternoon. Right. And you might get a, you might, you could potentially get on the wrong side of that wave where, you know, plays two to three shots uh, harder in the afternoon or easier in the, in the morning. And uh, you know, it's one of those things that you play enough golf tournaments. It does even out over time, but yeah, it's, Definitely next week, we're going to want to be tuned into, uh, you know, to how that's going to play. Because, you know, if you can get out to St. Andrews and get that, you know, 645 tee time or whenever they start and, you know, fire 67, then you just put your feet up and watch the carnage. That's, that's kind of a nice thing. But, you know, for the most part, not not expecting crazy conditions, but just kind of your average 15, 20 miles an hour with, uh, yeah, a little rain uh, there late on Sunday. So, um, yeah, I guess without further ado, we'll just kind of get into those head to heads. Like we said, doc, pretty light week for us. We're going to go heavy next week. Um, I'll fire it off with my, my first matchup, um, uh, is also my best bet. So I'm just going to kind of highlight it a little bit here. It's going to be Billy Horschel over Christian Bazunhoit minus 110 on DraftKings. Um, you know, I'm getting the 15th ranked player in the world versus, uh, the 57th ranked player in the world at minus 110. Uh, Cbez, he did have a great week last week at John Deere. It was, I wouldn't say fluky, but it was definitely powered by the flat stick. Whereas, you know, I'm getting, um, Billy Horschel in this matchup who has been the far more consistent player, especially off the tee and is coming off a win two starts ago, uh, at Memorial. So for my first matchup, I'm going to be taking Horschel over Christian Bazunhoit for my first and only matchup, uh, minus 110 on DraftKings. Yeah, and the the matchup options, and at least in my opinion, were not great this week. Uh, so I took one uh, based off what I'm hoping happens in order to set me up for next week at the Open. So I'm going to go with Sam Burns over Will Zalatoris at plus 115 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And here's the deal. Yes, uh, Will Zalatoris playing incredible golf today. Yes, I expect him to be there next week at St. Andrews. Yes, his pure... Uh, Texas made iron play is built for Lynx golf, able to withstand very high winds. And finally, yes, I expect Zalatoris to have major putting issues uh, once the wind gets blowing this week. Here's, here's what I think happens to Willie Z this week. I think, I think he struggles on the greens at Renaissance and finishes somewhere between 35th and 50th. And then hopefully we get a little bit of better odds next week uh, for St. Andrews. We're going to fade him with Sam Burns, who by the numbers is playing better than Will Zalatoris. He's second on tour uh, and putting over his last 24 rounds. And I think this is the year where we see Sam Burns kind of make that leap and start to figure out how to play Lynx golf. So uh, first matchup for this week is going to be Sam Burns over Will Zalatoris at plus 115 on DraftKings. 
I'm going to zag a little bit on that. Uh, zag with uh, Zal just because of, I do have him as one of my outrights. Um, Doc, one of the things I don't mind is if a guy who normally struggles with putting, if we get, you know, super slow, out of character greens for most of what these guys normally play, super windy, you know, a seven footer with a 21 hour crosswind is a lot harder than a normal seven footer. So if it's hard for everyone, I think that benefits the guys who normally do struggle on the greens. Having said that, I kind of do see Zalatoris and Sam Burns in, in a, in a, pretty much similar tier here. Uh, so the fact that you're getting them at that plus with 115 number, I think uh, definitely has some value. But, you know, moving into picks to place, I have two this week. My first one's going to be Thomas Dietrich, top 20 plus 550 on DraftKings. Um, you know, Thomas Dietrich plays most of his golf on the DP World Tour, but his last three starts on the PJ Tour have been finishes of 22nd or better. So, you know, have seen some consistency when he does play those PJ tour events, granted, they aren't like the top tier ones because he doesn't have his full card, but you know, he's not afraid to, uh, you know, go to Corrales Kutakana and throw up a, throw up a top 20 or a top 15. Um, this man lost in a playoff last year to Min Woo Lee at this event on this golf course. I just don't feel like his top 20 should be that high at plus 550. Um, in fact, he has the second highest strokes gain totals at this event over the last three years. Uh, you know, in terms of his recent play, he's finished in the top 30 in two of his last three starts on the DP World Tour. So I think a top 20 is more than doable, um, especially given his course history. So my first pick to place is going to be Thomas Dietrich, top 20 plus 550. Okay, before we get rolling here, a quick uh, word from the Game Center at pregame.com. The pregame.com Game Center is an up to the second odd screen. You can't watch live scores and odds change in real time for any sport. It's like being right at the sports book, but better. The Game Center will give you the odds uh, for the biggest and best sports book in Las Vegas online and offshore. Do you want to see what teams, totals, or specific wagers are being bet on? You can do that in the pregame.com Game Center by simply clicking on the consensus tab. Real-time money and ticket counts are being displayed for every single game. So before you bet, Increase your chances of winning with the pregame.com game center today. Yeah. And my, uh, my pick to place this week is going to be Tommy Fleetwood top 20 at plus plus one eighty on FanDuel and uh, Fleetwood is not someone I've played, you know, this year at all. I would say um, I missed a very good window to play Fleetwood in the top 20 category during the back end of the Florida swing uh, before he finished 14th at the masters and fifth at the PGA. Now, uh, since that good finish to PGA, he struggled a little bit. Uh, he did not finish better than 35th at Colonial, the U.S. Open, nor the Travelers. But besides the Travelers, where he had a bad week off the tee, his stats uh, have not suffered whatsoever, but rather uh, he just didn't score his ball well. This week, we have Fleetwood return to a place in the Renaissance Club where he finished second uh, in 2020 to Aaron Rye. Um, and, I, and I think... You know, this is really a time of the year where you have to look for the Englishman uh, Fleetwood to dial it in. So my only pick to place for this week's Scottish Open is going to be Tommy Fleetwood, top 20, plus 180 on FanDuel. And for my other pick to place, I'm going to be taking Ricky Fowler, top 20, plus 400 on DraftKings. Um, the stats do not look great the last couple of weeks, but, you know, he is the fourth best win player in the field. And um, 
I was kind of thinking about it. I just kind of saw his name, kind of saw the number. And I just feel like a lot of the times when I've been looking at the British Open, I kind of feel like he's always kind of hanging around in those things. You know, um, you know, you get the yellow flags with the red numbers on them. And I was just kind of thinking like, man, like I just had a, I don't know, the brain fires. And you're like, how's he kind of been doing in British Opens? Is that just like a one-off thing? So he has made the cut in his last five British Opens. He's actually finished 31st or better in six of his you know, six of his last eight British Open starts. So the guy does play well on Lynx golf courses, and he's a former winner of this tournament. He won the Scottish Open in 2015. So, you know, maybe Ricky Fowler has a, you know, a little bit of a jump up week uh, um, before the British Open for top 20 plus 400. I, I feel like the part of his game where uh, actually, unfortunately, last year and a half, it struggled a little bit, but he has that putting stroke where when – you know, conditions just get extremely hard. I feel like his stroke is one of the best on tour. So when, yep. when the, when the, when everything gets leveled out on the greens, uh, I feel like he has somewhat of the advantage, a lot going on. I feel like with Ricky, Ricky though, you know, we had the, the live tour rumors. And then, you know, since then he's played like every practice round with, uh, with JT and Spieth. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, the band's back together. We've seen the kind of the golf trip they've been on, uh, a little more contained it looks than like the than the the spring break or 2k whatever that was um but yeah it looks like they're having a good time so <laughs> and, and, and then you got you know smiley walking down the fairways with him you know taking notes he's on the ones and twos now so you kind of get yeah. that you kind of get that nance with couple wait wasn't he photoshopped in i thought he was photoshopped in that one was he was he was. was he was he in his like polo playing attire or was yeah that he probably was he probably was but i'm sure no I, I think he did one tournament where they all were and um i mean just yeah just right? not just naturally you know smiley's gonna take a walk with them on one hole uh oh, but it, it's funny where that relationship has evolved to in the last eight years and then um you know a lot of ricky's um you know uh friends and and uh, other guys that uh, have gone to oklahoma state uh, Chikara, Gooch, you know, a couple other guys have gone to the live tour and, uh, with his struggles lately, it's, it's interesting to see him, um, you know, as we wait for, you know, to see what he's going to do. Well, I was talking about with, you know, one of my buddies and it was just like, you know, he's a guy who's made so much money off sponsorships and stuff that it probably doesn't make that much sense for him to go to live. You know, maybe they would pay him more upfront, obviously, but, you know, for a guy who's been, you know, Rocket Mortgage, Mercedes, yeah. Cobra, been one of their bigger guys, you know, if he knows he could keep those relationships the next 10 years potentially versus if he goes to live, yeah, you're getting, the, you know, maybe potentially 70, you know, 100 million, let's say, up front. But you're also losing, uh, you know, a lot of money on the back end with sponsorships. So he's a guy who he's not – you know, I, I think Ricky's probably making more money off his sponsorships than a Louis U, UPS uh, situation. So, yeah. you know, there's a little bit more uh, tying him back. And he's part of that kind of band of friends that, you know, you kind of, I don't think he wants to, I think he wants to get invited on the next, you know, golf trip. I don't think he is if he goes uh, full lit. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, yeah, he's still the face of golf, like during master's weeks on television, even when he's not there. So, yeah, um, I think I think you make make a solid point there. On to our winners uh, for the Scottish Open. Um, uh, first one I just discussed, Tommy Fleetwood, 45 to one on DraftKings. 
I'll reiterate two things for Tommy this week. Number one, we just talked about it, past performance at the Scottish Open. Second in 2020, also finished 26th um, at this event last year. Number two, you know, all aspects of Fleetwood's game um, are there. I feel it is only a matter of time uh, before he, you know, really just starts scoring his ball uh, and maybe gets on one of these hot runs similar to what we saw uh, from Cam Smith uh, earlier this year. And then second one is going to be Robert McIntyre. Uh, at 75 to one on DraftKings, the, the Scottish local. Um, I know we, for the most part, we faded, you know, the, the hometown hype. Um, but I, I think it's a different case for Rob. You know, I, I've been waiting to play him in this tournament for quite some time and, um, you know, kept an eye on him last week at the Irish Open where he finished 14th. Um, you know, had, had more than, had three rounds where he, uh, he shot 69 or better. Um, and I, you know, have to take a chance on him this week. So my two, um, winning tickets for this week is going to be Tommy Fleetwood, 45 to one on DraftKings and Robert McIntyre at 75 to one on DraftKings. Yeah. And for my picks to win, I'm going to start it off with Will Zalatoris at 25 to one on DraftKings. Uh, I just feel like, you know, given the way Will Zalatoris has played, he should be in the teens. Um, I don't know if it's the fact that he hasn't won on tour yet, or he doesn't have really much experience on links golf courses, at least in big events. You know, you go down the betting board. I'm taking Zal at 25 to one over uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick at 18 to one. I'm taking Zal um, at double the odds of guys like Rom and JT who are sitting at 12 to one. Um, this guy has three top fives in his last four starts, two of those being majors. He's picking up three strokes off the tee and two and a half strokes approach in his last five events. You know, the Scottish Open could be uh, played. I don't care if it's links. I don't care if it's, you know, desert golf or whatever. Uh, I bet on Zalatoris. You know, at last year's British Open, he opened with his uh, 69 and then had to withdraw because of a stomach virus. Who knows what that result would have been in another major um, rather than, you know, uh, T8 on a links course versus uh, WD looks a lot different uh, coming in here. Um, you know, a guy like Justin Thomas, obviously know the caliber of player he is. He got his first PJ Tour win in Mal- Malaysia. Maybe uh, Will Zalatoris gets his first Tour win, you know, outside the U.S. as well. Um, another guy I mentioned earlier, Ricky Fowler, 131, former winner of this event. Uh, you know, really plays well on uh, links golf courses. Like it's backed up by stats. He's the fourth best win player in the field. Um, so I, you know, I like him coming in here as a bit of a long shot. One more guy. I don't, I haven't placed a bet on it yet, but I was kind of looking at Harris English is 160 to one on FanDuel. You know, he's a guy who won two PGA tour events last year, coming back from injury, took four months off after Sony. And uh, I had him on my card uh, a couple weeks ago before he kind of completely got back. But, you know, in his last start, he did finish tied 18th at Travelers, so finding a little bit of form. And he is the second-best wind player in the field. So, you know, at 161, he definitely might uh, be worth a little bit of a stab. But, Doc, I do have a dark horse this Yeah, week. me too. So yeah, um, go I'll, ahead. Just, I'll, I'll roll right into it. I believe it's pronounced Adri Arnos. Uh or Arnaud, I don't know if that's a silent kind of thing, uh, but his top 20 is plus 550 on DraftKings. Uh, he is a bit of a boomer bust player. I'm not going to include him in my DraftKings because he could certainly tank a lineup if he uh, MCs. but in terms of a long shot t- top 20, I absolutely love this guy. He is a huge bomber, averaging 323 off the tee compared to the tour average of 298. 
He is coming off back-to-back miscuts at the U.S. and Irish Open, but I think those miscuts have, you know, obviously increased his uh, top 20 number quite a bit. Before those uh, miscuts, he was on a heater with a win at the Catalunya Championship, a top 30 at the PGA, and a 16th place finish at the Porsche European Open. Um, this is a guy who picked up nine strokes tee to green at the PGA and has a huge advantage off the tee uh, in, uh, on most guys in the field. Uh, you know, go back to last year, he was top 20 after two rounds last year and kind of faded on the weekend, which goes to show he can play well here. You know, I've seen, I saw him uh, in some spots at 251, uh, you know, a couple days ago. Uh, and he's now been bet down to 160 to one on FanDuel. So, you know, definitely some, uh, some people getting on this, but I think his top 20 definitely still has some number at plus 550 for Adri Arnos on, and that is on DraftKings. It's been fun keeping up with him. Uh, he went to, he went to Texas A&M led. Uh, oh, so, that's right. Yeah. From Spain. And then, you know, won the Catalonia and is um, pretty close to his hometown. Uh, he's from Barcelona, but um, I think it was, it was pretty close by, but uh, yeah, incredible player. Um, you know, yeah. was uh, won, won the Spanish am. And yeah. Uh, yeah, as an Aggie, I wonder, uh, wonder if he's, I, know you, I wonder if he's seated up with Jimbo Fisher. I wonder, uh, but what's funny is, uh, yeah, I think he actually lost in a playoff last year too at the Spanish open to Rafa Cabrera Bayo. So, um, yeah, obviously good player has the pedigree has been playing, you know, too well the last couple of weeks, but, uh, I think he has a really high, uh, ceiling given the fact that, you know, it's 323 off the tee. He's pretty much Cameron champ of the DP world tour here. Uh, another Texas a- A&M guy, correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's- yeah. Good, good look there. Uh, led, uh, into my dark horse. Uh, I'm going to go Robert McIntyre top 20, uh, plus three ten on FanDuel. I'm all over this guy this week. Um, and, um, you know, I've been saying for months, uh, that, you know, this guy, he, he really could come around to be uh, one of the stronger players um, on the European Ryder Cup team, especially with, um, you know, some of their young guys jumping ship, Sam Horsfield. Um, you know, they need other guys to step up. Um, and, and, you know, I said this when I when we talked about his winning play, his recent play uh, totally backs up the ticket this week. He, he played extremely well at the Irish Open. Um, and I think after a great performance, this week he'll uh, he'll be inside the top 100 on the world golf rankings for the first time in his career. So my horse is going to be Robert McIntyre, top 20 at plus 310 on FanDuel. Yeah, and moving into our DraftKings lineups, I'm going to be taking Will Zalatoris, Cam Smith, Colin Morikawa, Billy Horschel, Thomas Dietrich, and my caboose will be the bright and uh, colorful Ricky Fowler. <laughs> I have Ricky. I have Ricky in mind too. So my oh. lineup, my lineup's going to be Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler, Christian Bazudenhoit, who's the next Louis Ustazen, and uh, Nicola Hogard, who started off the European Tour well this year, uh, has kind of fallen off as of late. I'm taking a chance on him this week. Uh, Robert McIntyre, of course, um, and and rounding it out is is Thomas Dietrich. Um, so. Um, Glad you've been killing the lineups. I, I've been I've been a hair off. I need I need to hit that winning guy. I need to yeah, hit that winning that, guy. That doesn't hurt, does it? Yeah, it doesn't. Another aspect you've been killing it in scoring predictions. Let I'm going yeah. fifteen under this week. Okay, I am. Under. 
I have been within one shot my last four weeks. Uh, I chose 22 last week and posted and got to 21. Uh, I'm going to be taking 17 under. Um, I, you know, I could be a, a dick and take the, uh, take the over with that 16, but I'll give you some wiggle room there. <laughs> well, I'm thinking the guys get to like 13 by Sunday and then get some rain on, yep. on Sunday and see what happens there. So a little, uh, little bit of a Sunday shootout potentially. It's interesting, yes. right? It's, if it's just rain, it's it's just tough, right? There's like so many factors. If it's just yeah, rain, if it's rain and there's no wind and it softens it up, you go lower. Yeah, but, but what if it's raining place, sideways? Yeah, what if it's but raining maybe sideways? Place a little softer, right? So you're not getting thirty yards of roll. You're getting fifteen. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the weather affects it. But that's what makes uh, you know at least betting these uh, links courses and British Opens and stuff a little tricky because obviously the weather. Uh, plays a huge factor and a lot of that is just you know you might as well be shaking an eight ball and <laughs> see what kind that's of right that uh see what comes up but um yeah you know and do our best uh, bets i'm gonna need yeah. tommy fleawood slinging these low draws uh into this win it. it's gonna be uh tommy fleawood top 20 plus 180 um already put it in that's gonna be my best bet as well i mean um you know 2009 scottish amateur champion uh, has finished runner up, up in this event before he has not won a professional event since 2019 pre-pandemic i think tommy is is more than due um i gotta run with him uh for my best bet that's tommy fleetwood top 20 plus 180 on DraftKings. and for my best bet i mentioned it earlier but billy horschel over christian bazudenhoit minus 110 on DraftKings. i'm getting the 15th ranked golfer in the world versus the 57th ranked golfer in the world at minus 110 cbez is coming up it off a runner-up finish at the John Deere. Uh, when you break down that performance, he did pick up almost eight and a half strokes on the greens. I wouldn't call it fluky, but I would definitely expect a little bit of a regression this week in Scotland, especially when you think about the shift he's going to have from you know fast greens at John Deere to you know these could be running nine ten on the stimp um, this week. You know, if you go back to the Travelers the week before the John Deere. And he lost over four strokes tee to green, and the putter wasn't able to keep him float and afloat and route to a missed cut. Um, he was coming straight to Scotland. Uh, we've seen this before uh, when people go, you know, they used to go straight to the British Open, right? And the rest was always a little bit of a concern. But the main thing was you're just playing such a different type of golf course. Uh, meanwhile, Billy Horschel is coming in a little more rested. Uh, he won two starts to go at the Memorial where he picked up strokes in every single category. I think, uh, I think he's at the, he went over and played the McManus pro-am uh, yesterday and today. Yep. That's, that's going to be great prep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I a, mean, just in terms of, it's just, you know, time change, stuff like yeah. that. It's just like little factors he's not going to have to deal with. I think the thing that kind of stands out is uh, Billy Horschel has missed the same amount of cuts uh, this year as uh, Christian Mizunoin has in his last four starts. So, at that number, you know, standing at two. So um, Billy is a much better driver of the golf ball between the two and actually has better putting stats than uh, Christian Mizunoi, who, you know, kind of uh, is normally uh, his calling card. So, um, you know, Billy hasn't exactly struggled when he crosses the pond. He won the BMW PGA last year. Um, They did both make the cut uh, here at the Scottish Open last year. Not much to nitpick in terms of course history, but all in all, I kind of believe – Horschel has, you know, a ton of value in this matchup based on his consistency and the caliber caliber of player he is compared to Christian uh, Bazunhoit. So, 
for my best bet, it's Billy Horschel over Christian Bazunhoit minus 110 uh, on DraftKings. Okay, that's going to do it uh, for us today. Uh, you know, everyone enjoy uh, the television here of the next uh, couple weeks as, you know, they're across the pond. This is a cool time of the year, Led. You know, you got to stay up all night or wake up early in the morning uh, to watch golf. But, you know, the fans out there, it's, it's golf is different. You know, golf tourism does 300 million for Scotland's economy every year. And um, this is a vital place for the game, especially every five years when, the Scottish Open is followed by by an Open at St. Andrews. So a lot of exciting golf ahead, bud. Yeah, can't wait, man. Great work. This is the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview. And we'll see you next week for the opening.